Welcome to Camarillo Community Church. My name is David Hurtado. I'm so glad you're here. If you're with us online, welcome as well. We love seeing you. You should be here in church. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> no, no, I know there's different people. I know sometimes you got to work abroad and whatnot, and I'm glad we have that to facilitate that for you. But uh, welcome to our church. We're in a series called Christmas at the Movies. This week, we're dealing with a Christmas story, uh, and it should be, yeah, a lot of people love a Christmas story. I'm going to reveal something kind of crazy. I've never watched the entire movie until I was getting ready for this message. And I was talking to somebody last night, and they're like, really? You had a deprived childhood. And I was like, well, you got to understand, like my mother came as a young adult from another country, Columbia, South America, came to America, adopted its customs, loves America, was just, I'm an American. That's her, you know, our whole thing. Came on a student visa, became a citizen, all those type of things. And she wanted to adopt everything about America. But it doesn't mean that she understood what a holiday classic movie was because she didn't grow up in it. And so we didn't never see it. And I never saw it until, until, until the last two weeks when I was studying for this thing. And it's a great movie, a great movie about a little boy who is so interested in a specific Christmas gift. And what we're going to do is we're going to jump into that today, kind of try to find the redemptive themes in a movie that probably didn't set out to try to be redemptive. I mean, Hollywood is there for one reason, that's to make money, not to show redemptive themes. But that's what makes this a tall challenge, and that's what makes this fun. And so we're going to jump into that and have a good time with that, a little boy with a strong desire for one particular uh, toy. Now, I got to tell you, it, it was a movie that came out in 1983 as I researched it, and there are a lot of politically incorrect moments in this movie, so much so that they ha I had to like, you know, uh, I can't use that clip, even though it's popular because of what's said or what isn't said or what's done and things of that nature. And it's amazing to me how things, you know, how the pendulum has swung so much in 30 some years, uh, the politically incorrect things that we could not even imagine seeing in a movie today that were in movies back then. And yet there's other things that you can put in movies that weren't, you're, weren't able to put back then. And I don't know how that works out. But anyway, the whole point is a little boy, strong desire for a particular gift. Before we jump into uh, the, uh, the movie scenes, I just want to set up for you how this is going to happen today. Uh, we, we broke up the, the movie into three different acts. That's three different movements that bring us to kind of our redemptive theme of the day. We're going to look at the three thematic signposts, so to speak, in actual movie format, and then we're going to use them to springboard us to our scriptures and see what we can learn. And so with that said, let's watch the first clip that kind of sets up what the whole movie is about. Ah, there it is. The holy grail of Christmas gifts, the Red Ryder 200-shot range model air rifle. And there he is, Red Ryder himself. In his hand was the knurled stock of as coolly deadly-looking a piece of weaponry as ever I had laid eyes on. I had been scheming to get my mitts on one of these fearsome blue steel beauties. My fevered brain seethed with the effort of trying to come up with the infinitely subtle devices necessary to implant the Red Rider range model air rifle indelibly into my parents' subconscious. Out. 
mother, grabbing for her copy of Look magazine, <laughs> would find herself cleverly trapped into reading a Red Rider sales pitch. There it is. A story of a boy named Ralphie who wants something so bad that he's even willing to try to influence his parents' subconscious. <laughs> putting a advertisement in his mother's magazine to hopefully she'll run across, across this BB gun. Have you ever wanted something so bad, so bad that you'd be willing to do that? I mean, like, like who can't relate to this story? I remember being a little boy and wanting a BB gun. I remember my mom saying, no way, because I'm worried about the little cute little squirrels in our backyard. And rightfully so, and a couple blue jays and a pigeon or so. I'm pretty certain though that she wasn't concerned about those ugly possums because nobody likes possums. But anyway, the point is I never got the BB gun. I never ended up getting one. But, but here Ralphie is willing to go to great extremes to try, to try and get it, even putting an advertisement into his, wife, into his mother's uh, magazine, hoping that she gets a subliminal message that that's what he would want for Christian. He's even willing to manipulate to get it. I call this good desire, bad strategy. Good desire, bad strategy. In fact, when we look at today, what can we learn from the movie A Christmas Story? Number one is good desire, bad strategy. In fact, we'll put that point on the screen. Good desire, bad strategy. Uh, sometimes I can have a good desire, something that's good that I want, maybe even God wants for me, but my strategy in getting it can be bad. Biblically, I would, this is kind of the idea of helping God out. Uh, um, there's something that I have a desire that's an inborn desire. God may even put it in my heart, but I want it so bad that I can manipulate to get it. I can help God out in the process to get what I want. I can help God give me the thing that he wants to give me anyway. And I jump the gun and I rush to manipulation. I rush to forcing it. I rush to stopping at nothing to get it. And I want to show you a story in the scriptures. Uh, if you turn in your Bibles right now, uh, 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 this is Genesis chapter 16. We're going to look at verses 1 through 5, not very long. But it's a, basically a story where uh, uh, a narrative where we find somebody trying to help God out to give them the thing that God wants them to have. And in the process, they have a good desire, but they have the, bad, the wrong strategy, a bad strategy. This is Genesis chapter 16, verse one. It'll be on the screens for if you don't have your Bible readily available for you. It says this. Now Sarai, Abraham, or Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan. Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar to the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram as her, hus uh, her husband as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, may, may the wrong done to me be on you. I gave you my servant uh, to your embrace. And when she saw she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. Good desire, bad strategy. Uh, the whole idea here is God has promised Abraham and Sarah that they're going to have a child and that child's going to lead to a big nation. But she's older in age and she can't conceive. And she's saying, God hasn't allowed me to conceive. And so I know what I'll do. I'm going to help God out on this one. I'm going to help him out. I'll give you my servant, make her your wife, and then I can have children through her. 
That was the big solution. Really want this. This is a really good thing. This is something that God wants for me. In fact, his word validates that he wants it for me. And while I have this deep desire for this really good thing, I don't necessarily have a deep desire to wait on God's timing for that really good thing. And so in the process, she says, I'll give you my servant. And as she gives a servant, the servant gets pregnant. So obviously get married, second wife. And so now she gets pregnant. The moment she gets pregnant, she starts looking on Sarah and starting to feel like she's better and has contempt for Sarah. And Sarah's like, wait a second. What happened here? Well, you gave your husband another woman. And what's behind number three, door number three? Polygamy and the tension thereof. And that's what happens in their story. And then all of a sudden, they get rid of the, ma the maidservant. All those things start to happen. But this is what happens when we manipulate, when we orchestrate, when we force, when we stop at nothing to get what we want. I won't even stop at immorality, immoral, immoral activity to get what God ha has for me. I won't even stop at anything to get what I believe God has for me. This is an inborn desire that God's given. Sarah knew the word of God said she's supposed to have a child. Well, I'm gonna help God out and I'm gonna manipulate to get it and I'm gonna use a bad strategy to get there. This is a narrative given in the rears and it's really preventative medication kind of a thing. Uh, don't do this. The help God approach is a bad strategy. Good desire bad strategy. How does this happen in our lives? Uh, I'll give you an idea. Uh, I want a man to commit himself to me. I have this deep desire for a man to commit himself to me. And so, uh, and I know God wants that for me as well. I believe that's a God-born desire. And so I want that so bad that I'm willing to stop at nothing to get it. And so I will hook up and shack up with a man and show him that I am the way he will have happiness and fulfillment in his life, which is a problem right there because we should be seeking our happiness and fulfillment in God and not in another person. And so in the process, I'm going to go, I will show him and I'll prove to him that I'm everything he needs. Have this God-born desire. I have this God-born desire and I'll stop at nothing to get it. What I believe God has for me in the process I'm manipulating, I'm forcing things, and then I end up with deep disappointment. You see, the same thing that God, because God might have the, have the same desire for you, but it wasn't his timing, nor was not his way. Another way this happens is I want to be number one in the company. I want to be number one in the sales force. I want to be number one. I want everybody to know I'm number one. In fact, I think it'll, it'll push my faith forward if everybody in my career field sees, wow, look how much his faith does, makes him want to work hard for God. But in the process, I, 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 I'm okay with the temptation to cut corners and to cheat and to lie and to cook books. And all that takes over. And you see, God may want the same thing for you. But at the same time, it may not be his timing or his way. And sometimes we go for the help God approach and we manipulate things. And it is a good desire, but a bad strategy. Sometimes God calls us to wait, to wait on his timing. And to see that he has that good thing for you, but it's in his time and not ours. Good desire, bad strategy. Now let's turn back to the movie and see where this desire takes Ralphie. Let's see clip number two. Ralphie, 
What would you like for Christmas? Horrified. I heard myself blurted out. I want an official Red Rider Carbon Action 200 Range Ball Air Rifle. Ooh. No. Shoot your eye out. Oh, no. It was the classic mother BB gun block. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. That deadly phrase uttered many times before by hundreds of mothers was not surmountable by any means known to kiddom. But such was my mania, my desire for a Red Rider carbine, that I immediately began to rebuild the dike. <laughs> I was just kidding. Even though Flick is getting one. I guess I just like some Tinker Toys. I couldn't believe my own ears. Tinker Toys? She'd never buy it. BB guns are dangerous. I don't want anybody shooting his eye out. What I want for Christmas. What I want for Christmas is a Red Rider BB gun with a compass and a stock and this thing which tells time. Wow, that's great. I think that everybody should have a Red Rider BB gun. They're very good for Christmas. I don't think that a football is a very good Christmas present. Oh, rarely had the words poured from my penny pencil with such feverish fluidity. I knew I was handing Miss Shields a masterpiece. Maybe Miss Shields, in her ecstasy, would excuse me from theme writing for the rest of my natural life. Oh. <gasps>